This show is part of the Miles Offside Podcast Network. Visit twitter.com slash milesoffsidepod for more information. And now, on with the show. to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chuck Bailey. You clocked yourself then, you went back to the old intro, didn't you? And it I really did, and bugged I, you. <laughs> I was about to retake the whole thing, and I was like, yeah, we'll just go. We'll go with <laughs> it. Knew it. Caught ya. Real go with the flow kind of week. And uh, yeah. he got a chuckle out of him in the background already, you heard him. But you know him best as Super Producer Ian Stimson. How do? Ian, I think I'm gonna start calling you Super Duper Producer with that fancy new video you put on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd try and do some of them uh, video cutting things. I'm purely audio usually. I'm purely radio, but you know. He's branching out yeah. across media. I've heard there's a thing. Um, it's going to be real popular. Uh, television. Huh? <laughs> no, no idea. I actually think that thing's on the way out, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I've got on it at a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> Damn like, it. Let me talk to you about laser discs. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. You ha- you've you've still got the mini discs, right? You. you oh, bought, I loved mini discs. Bought, bought the mini disc players. I right? was fully in on the mini discs. Of course yeah. you were. You massive nerd. <laughs> that went badly. I used to work at a shopping channel, and we were using mini discs for sound effects for way longer than we should have been. <laughs> No good. Back in the, uh, I want to say like around 98, 99, right around the turn of the century, there was um, these like little, basically now in retrospect, they just look like little flash drives that would have like one or two songs on them and you could get them at Burger King and like, I think they came with like chips or soda or something. It was some like promotional thing, but you could put your headphones into it and it would have like one NSYNC song or one Britney Spears song. All right. And I'm wondering, I'm, I'm picturing you like at work. Putting those little like plastic <laughs> tiny, He's tiny just got, clips. Just got a massive rack with them yeah. all in. It's like, oh god, which one is it? And he's just pulling them without looking, like a robot. Is that what happened at the France Albania game? Do you think? And the guy was like, <laughs> oh, which one's? Oh, Andorra's right next to it alphabetically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, luckily he didn't start playing bye bye bye. I, I want to believe that it was off a mini disc. Yeah. <laughs> That's the international break coverage. That's yeah, it, by that's the way. That's it. That was all. <laughs> that dealt with. Fucked up national anthems. That's all done. Yeah. England, uh, 5-3. Some we shit. are happy go. to be back from the international break as well. We had some Premier League to talk about this weekend instead of just going on about different restaurants in New York City. No, I liked it. Forget Premier League. Yeah, forget it. Yep, and having said that, let's go ahead and jump into Liverpool-Newcastle. The Reds conceded early, but came back to win 3-1. to one. And uh, very much destroyed Newcastle on the XG as well. 2.9 to 0.3. Who'd uh, thunk? What, that Liverpool would destroy Newcastle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shocks all round. It is, interestingly, as much as we slate Liverpool, it is the biggest lead in any Premier League season after five games. With uh, their five points ahead now. Wow. And so just properly setting themselves up to Liverpool it. Well, they were pretty good last year, too. I think they had, like, the second or third most points uh, in the history of the Premier League. Second, Yeah, second that year, but they still got the trophy because if it had been another year, they would have won. That is right. the rule. Right. Yeah, that's the, that's the Premier League 
Yeah, that's how it works. The Steven Gerrard It's Our Year Honorary Award? Yeah. Um, It's sort of like (laughs) when you go to any sort of sports tournament and if you get knocked out of the main one, they put you in like a secondary tournament and no one's really that arsed. And you just like fuck about a bit. Sort of Liverpool won that. Is that what the Champions League is? Uh, the Europa mm. League. Europa, <laughs> Europa. Yeah, same thing. No, nah, no, nah, we won Europa. They won the real one. Uh, any, like, honestly though, anything to say about Liverpool here? They were much, much better when Firmino came on. He wasn't. He was on the bench to start off. Clearly, with the Champions League in mind and the international break. Um, but from when he came on, it was just a completely different game. Because mm. it's always a thing, isn't it? That. South American players never really travel well after the international break. I don't know how much actual reasoning there is into that, but you've got to factor in, especially as it's only, well, it's like a week and a half. So they travel halfway around the world to play a few games, some friendly, some qualifiers, so then fly all the way back that I kind of understand. But how he just looks happy to be there and he's doing his no-look passes and setting up beautiful assists. He does always look happy to be there. He does, because he's all teeth. <laughs> all teeth. He's like one of those island shrunken head dolls. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Big it's not teeth. like Suarez bad. Speaking no. of South Americans on Liverpool. No, they're nice teeth. But, they're nice but teeth. you notice them more because Firmino's are like bleached, whereas um, yeah. Suarez's are dripping with the blood of his victims. <laughs> <laughs> and tainted. <laughs> tainted with shoulders. Uh, you know who I always thought Suarez looked like was that Pokemon Ratata. Do you guys remember that? Any either of you Pokemon guys? Yeah. Why? Because he looks like he could eat an apple for a tennis racket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just the particular shape of the front teeth very much reminded me of a Pokemon. Yeah, I'll go with that. Is there anything to be said about being worried about Liverpool's backline always conceding one? It no. seems like. No, are you just no. are you just trying to dangerously veer us into FPL territory here? Oh fucking well, <laughs> I don't care about that. I'm the yeah. I, I Stimmers got... doesn't want to be talking about FPL at all. No, no. Because I believe you're like forty points behind me now. Oh, it's right? bad. Something it's like bad. that. Uh, uh, Bamiang, I haven't checked the, my score since Bamiang scored two, didn't he? He That's did. Nice. That's nice because the rest of my team was in binary. <laughs> just one two weeks ago two weeks ago i was like oh i need sterling in my team so who's the only make weight i've got who can i who can i sell oh i'll sell a bamiang two weeks ago i ruined sterling i'm sorry everyone fucking i i don't want to talk about it's like letters of apologies are in the post yep so the answer to answer your question ian the answer is no i'm not worried about liverpool's defense um, 0.3 so like yeah they conceded one but you know at Newcastle yeah I'm, I'm not particularly worried about their defence at all no was Joe Gomez playing no it was um... was it still Matip yeah Matip it sounds yeah. so dirty Matip and Van Dyke. I don't know sounds like a sex club okay <laughs> moving on next game next game um, alright well to take it to another red team from the north we have Manchester United 1, Leicester City 0, Man United 0.3 plus a pen on XG, and 0.7 to Leicester. Burnley of the week. (laughs) Are they the Burnley of the week? Well, I just don't like them. Mm. Well, I would not say they're the Burnley of the week, and we will get to that later, but (laughs) scoring one on 0.3 plus a pen, you know, that's not unreasonable. I think United's defense continues to be very impressive. 
yeah, Maguire was really good. Could have could have gone to pieces against his old club, but he was cleaning up. When you no say problem. they look really good, they lost to Palace and someone else back to back, didn't they? That's Ollie's fourth win in fifteen games. You're still a Man United truther. Yeah, yeah, I sort of look at facts. <laughs> um and the fact that it doesn't matter what happens, I still don't like Man United. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should. Um, You're just mad they took Wan-Bissaka away from you guys uh, No, because he got more assists In his game against Palace Than he did last season Thank you very much <laughs> Passing that ball to Van Arnholt Kapow And he got beaten for the goal before Pow pow <laughs> Well, uh, United do have the best defence On XGA, in case anyone is wondering For some actual numbers and facts they have 3.3 XGA so far compared to like Manchester City's 5.8. So significantly better and um, ahead of Liverpool as well. So but is that slightly skewed by the weird results this week? Maybe. You just, okay. So you just want to say that United suck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. I fucking hate them. They're garbage. So. <laughs> Yay. I don't like Daniel James. Oh, really? Yeah. Why not? I don't know, his face. He looks like he's in one direction. He was in... I started watching the Leeds documentary, which is, you know, just a sad state of affairs. Um, but quite, in, in a way, also quite nice. It's a good documentary. You should watch it. Um, and he's there because at one point he's going to sign from Swansea. So this is last season. And he's just sitting there in a big puffer jacket, like walking around like he's on like X Factor or something and just lost like, okay, I'm going to sign the contract now. And then they just wait in and they do some photos and then Swansea pull out of the deal like 10 minutes after the deadline. Brilliant. Yeah. So, lols. Yeah, I just don't like him. We got him into our fantasy football team, the podcast yeah. fantasy football team this week. Yeah, how'd, how'd that, that work out? <laughs> Not good. Uh, also, I brought him into my personal one as well. So. Oh, so that's why it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Sorry about that. I'm going to be making a lot of apologies. Yeah, this is what happens when I go asleep at the wheel for international break and then realise on uh, Friday <laughs> yeah. that I hadn't done yeah. anything. I took over, all goes to shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was going to ask if we wildcarded or not. Uh, well, no, we've still got that. So Guess we're not wildcarding. <laughs> no. uh, well, to move on to a group of people, watch this transition. This is expert fucking podcasting right here. To move on to a group of people who did score a lot this week... We have Tottenham 4, Crystal Palace 0. Yeah. yeah. What happened, bud? What happened? I checked my phone at about 4 o'clock and saw a message from Jack Saunders that <laughs> just said, Oh, hey, Chuck. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then I saw it was 4-0. Classic topsy-turvy Palace. Beat Man United, lose against Tottenham. Uh, Kane playing as a defensive midfielder again. Did he play as a defensive midfielder? Practically. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, 4-0 and he's not super involved. I think he got one assist, didn't he? Yep, just the one assist. Yeah, something's not right with him. I mean, when you compare it to Son coming back into the team, I mean, I know he wasn't injured, he was suspended, but Son just coming straight back into the team looking absolutely Mm. brilliant. Yeah, he is a good player. Fantastic. And he's always always done well against Palace. I don't know, he, he could be one of those players where... You know what I mean? Every club say, oh, he turns up against us or whatever, but he just, it I seems that he turns his, up against everyone. Yeah, but his skill set particularly just 
<laughs> takes apart tri- Palace. Tricks against Palace, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think you can see Kane's sort of lack of production in their XG numbers underneath, because we didn't talk about those. Um, even though it was 4-0, it was only 1.2. Oh, good. Open play XG. They got a plus one own goal, so that kind of like skews the numbers, but without the own goal, it's 1.2 to 0.8. Like that's much much closer than a four zero, and I, and I think you're right. I think Kane. I'm not of... gonna I'm not gonna rest on that crutch for my own personal thing though, because I ripped I ripped into Chelsea enough when the first game of the season. <laughs> it was like that wasn't a four nil. It was. It was four. I mean, literally, it was. It's like, literally a four nil. Yeah. yeah, it's just upsetting because we had been like performing to our numbers, and now we're just. Mm. I think you rely on one or two players really doing well, and if they don't like. Zaha and PVA, I don't think, have particularly good games. No, no Zaha's been MIA through... Well, Zaha seemed to be the only one who tried, but it's difficult at that level to be dragged through by one player, especially now yeah. with how the Premier League is. Like, if you may be jumping ahead a bit, but you look at Norwich, and obviously their fantastic result this weekend, but... It was everywhere beforehand that they had a billion injuries and none of the first team were playing. Yeah. So apart from Puki, but even though he just plays within the system, he's not like the one good player they have. Aston Villa have done quite well. They don't have just one good player. You know, uh, Newcastle don't have any good players. Um, <laughs> Sheffield United don't really. It's all sitting system. So you don't. I can't really think of any teams where just one player carries them as much arguably a bombing at arsenal i think their midfield and their defense are doing nothing yeah maybe but then he's still got lacazette and pepe now as well yeah that's true we'll we'll, we'll get to arsenal anything to not talk about palace yeah all right i mean if you want to deflect let's go ahead to the other high scoring 10 a.m slash 3 p 3 p.m 2 p.m Whatever the hell yeah. time it is over there. Match. Three o'clock. Same time. Every week. Chelsea, five. Wolves, two. Boys, that was fun to watch. Chelsea are progressing and learning because they have realised that they will always give up a two-goal lead. Yep. So what they should do is get to four goals first. Immediately. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. possible. Tammy Abraham's curse. Since I came up with the Tammy Abraham curse... Uh, he has scored about seven goals. That's right. A brace, a brace, and then a hat trick. Tammy, his first hat trick for the club. The words you're looking for, Oscar, are thank you, Chuck. Yes. yes. Thank I you, Chuck. I am a reverse jinx. So <laughs> Wilfred Zaha is cursed and Christian Benteke is cursed. <laughs> yeah, no, he is actually fucking Legit, cursed. Legit, he's genuinely fucking He really cursed. is cursed. Really yeah. is. Scored those five goals in the double game week in 2014 or whatever, and then peaced out. <laughs> yeah, just we'll see you later. Man, that was a good double game week. Um, here's a stat that perfectly summarizes my current feelings towards this Chelsea club. All of them are under 12 years old. Yeah, no, uh, not, not far off. Um, all of our goals so far this season have been scored by a academy player who is under the age of 21 and had been with the club since at least 2005. And only just now are they getting the opportunity. And only now are they getting the opportunity, sure, but they're all under 21. And honestly, like, so we're moving, right? So I've been packing a lot. We've been, like, going through, and one of the things you do before you move is you purge all your old shit. So we got rid of, like, boxes and boxes of books. Yeah, bread maker. 
Uh, yep, no, we're keeping the bread maker, actually. <laughs> oh, we packed that one up today. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was going through my closet, getting rid of as many clothes as I could. And I got to my like, the section of my closet that's just a wall of blue Chelsea jerseys. And I, I had there was a bunch that were like two shirt sizes ago. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to like get rid of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not doing me any good just sitting in the closet here. Yep. And as I'm going through it, you know, it's always sad to get rid of Chelsea shit for me because like that's part of the way that I connect with the club so much. Yeah. But I was looking at the names on the back and I was like, oh, Matic, that doesn't fit. Oscar, that doesn't fit. Mata, that doesn't fit. Hazard, <laughs> that doesn't fit. Gone, and I was gone, like, oh, gone. shit. That era... That weird sort of post-Drogba, post-Lampard era that has been a weird sort of transition, it feels, it felt very, like, poetic to be doing that a couple of hours after the Chelsea match, and to be like, we are literally, like, ushering in a new era. There's an energy about the club and about the fans right now that I have not felt in maybe almost 10 years, certainly 2012, but probably 09-10. It's good fucking times right now. And we, and our defense is not good. <laughs> like, we still don't have Conte back. That's still a huge problem. He's been injured since, like, the Europa League final with the same not serious strain. And it's like, okay, how long can you keep being like, oh, next week, next week, next week? That's kind of terrifying. But, like, it's just such a good times vibe. And, like, the rest of the league is really giving us a lot of slack to play with. With the other London clubs, with United, like, there's a lot of room, and it's just fucking good times all around. No one called this start for Chelsea either, really, did they? I mean... I mean, we're not off to a good start, don't get me wrong. This is our worst well, start in, like, a very long time. Yeah, but in in relation to the chaos that was suggested might be with a new unproven manager, the transfer ban, having been in a position where you have to play youth players, although mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them aren't youth players. They're just not 28, you know. They're, um, they're under-19 World Cup winners and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like we're talking complete jumps. But um, I don't think anyone really called that Tammy... Well, definitely not that Tammy Abraham would be able to score like he is doing. No, but Ma- no. Mason Mount would be quite the uh, player he seems like he could be. I mean, we, t- we talk about potential, but I mean... He looks like he's already there. Yeah, absolutely. The number of like people on Chelsea podcast being like, oh, Lampard Jr., Lampard Jr. is like, at the same time, everybody needs to calm down and myself very much included because I literally tweeted yesterday, if I didn't already have a Chelsea tattoo, I'd be talking myself into <laughs> one right now. Mason Mount's face on your inner thigh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, I didn't think that we'd be this excited until Ruben and Callum were back from injury. To be honest with you, I wasn't expecting it to be this quick. And I didn't, I wasn't expecting it to be Mason and Tammy leading the charge. I thought if they got involved, it would be a nice little bonus. But so, like, Callum played his first match, first full 90 with the, like, youth squad on Friday, Thursday or Friday. I forget what exactly what day. And I was like, oh shit, that's right. He's coming back too. Fuck yeah. Okay. It just, it's that, that gets to be the cherry on top right now is fucking amazing. Um, and hopefully our fucking defense sorts itself out. If not, we'll continue to try to win 5-2. Yeah. As unsustainable as that is, maybe Tammy can score a hat-trick every game for the rest of his life. I don't know. What's your kind of read on Chelsea, though, from the outside? Like, Chuck, what do you think? You're kind of making faces over there. It sucks to be Ross Barkley. Preseason Transfer ban. Hazard's going. Can't buy any players. I'm finally in, lads. Wait, what? 
Fuck Ross Barkley, though. He's had enough chances, honestly. He has, it's, yeah. I mean, how old is he now? Because, I mean, he's been in the periphery of Chelsea and other other squads previously for, forever. I mean, what, is he 25? I want to say closer to, like, 27, actually, but really? I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. I'm Googling When's now. it going to happen? I mean, yeah, I'm done with him. Meh. Yeah, he's 25. You're right. He's exactly Signing for Peterborough soon. Ross Barkley. Ah, <sighs> good times at Peterborough. Good times. Why? What's going on over there? Sorry, did you not hear? The asbestos has been cleared. Yay! We can breathe again. Clear lungs. We can go outside. We can (laughs) go outside. No, no, still still asbestos. Um, We beat Rochdale 6-0. It's fucking fully on, I tell you. Wow. Since since I moaned about Peterborough, it's fully on. Fully erect and fully on. So, Chuck, you broke the curse for both both of our uh, teams. Did I break the Peterborough curse? How did I break the Peterborough curse? What did I do? Just your your presence around the two of us. You're such a, like, void of negativity that it pulls it away from us. <laughs> void of negativity, Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't deny it, but yeah. 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 Your analysis is accurate and unsettling. <laughs> oh, Speaking of voids of negativity, we have Norwich 3... Manchester City 2. Boys, Manchester City done a loss. Really took the heat off that 4-0 loss. Thank you, <laughs> Norwich. <laughs> you were happy to see that, were you? Yeah, that made me feel better. Um, seeing all the FPL nerds being like, Oh my God, I benched Timu Puki. Yeah, I benched Timu Puki. You were fucking prick, especially after I said that he's fucking great. He scored against Chelsea. He scored against Liverpool. Just play him. I I also Stimmers, if it makes you feel any better, I also benched him, but because Pulisic didn't play, he's gonna come off my bench, so it's like kinda I can sympathize with you, but oh. I also you don't have to be sad that I'm losing out on those points. So uh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Fucking this is just I mean, I also got like twelve points from everyone else, so <laughs> void of negativity. <laughs> well, it so it wasn't necessarily the Burnley of the week though, despite losing. because um, Manchester City 2.3 scoring two, so spot on. Uh, but Norwich scoring three on 2.0. City genuinely giving up like 2.0 to Norwich. But how? How How did that happen? Uh, Otamendi happened. Well, and the midfield too. Like they, yeah. they had no sense of a midfield city. It was really, really, I don't know how to say it other than just sloppiness. Like sloppy passing, sloppy positioning. They just really didn't seem at the races at all. I mean, the sort of thing that would make Pep furious, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And I do wonder if this will be the beginning of Fernandinho coming back in. Because we did say at the beginning of the year that, like, he had secretly been the beating heart of that team for the last two years. Like, the only thing that made them work. And obviously everything else was perfect around him, but he was sort of the spinning cog at the Centre well, just it. he's he's more the one that would just pick up the mantle to do all the dirty work and just win the ball back and right fight and harry people because you know they it's well documented that Man City commit like the most fouls of any team, but it's so high up the pitch that the ref will never do anything. So Fernandinho just sweeps up and kind of controls all that. There, it's a wonder that he doesn't get so many red cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 and and he's been out all of this season, like either injured or chosen not chosen um and i do think that's part of where that's coming from because their defense is like not particularly strong no and rodri's looked that kind of classic 
first season syndrome in the Premier League and not quite like he's had flashes and you've seen like how good he can be, but also just switched off and not not really had that command of that role just yet. I think it's it's very much one of those things he needs a bit of time to bed in and get used to the pace of how the Premier League is and the fact that yeah. it's not like playing in Spain, like every game is competitive. Yep, but they can't they can't give them too much time, can they? Because I mean, dropping points to the likes of Norwich, they 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 might genuinely drop points to the likes of Liverpool. I don't know who else. Let's say Chelsea. But um, you know, if if they're going to be dropping points to lesser opposition like Norwich, who didn't look like lesser opposition on the day, then they're going to be in trouble. I mean, Liverpool can afford to concede the odd goal at the minute. As you were saying, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but Liverpool, people go on about it. And I know it's early in the season, so it all gets skewed. But, I mean, didn't weren't Liverpool like nearly 10 points ahead at Christmas last year? Of course, of course. But but ultimately, the, the title was won by a point. And five points is not insignificant. Like, I think City are still the best team. But because of that five-point sort of, you can kind of think of it as a head start from here to the end. Liverpool are actually, according to 538... At basically 50-50 with City at this point. So, like, City were significantly favored going into the season. And it has since gotten up to about even between the two of them. Obviously, there's a long way to go. So, there's more error in projections earlier on. But that's still significant. Though. I mean, Laporte is out for how long? It's quite a lengthy period, isn't it? I didn't, haven't heard an like... update, but it, it required surgery. I know that. So Yeah, I think it's not till the not too early next year that he's going to be back. Oh, wow. For a and... stupid fucking tackle. Yeah. Exactly. And he's their best defender by a wide margin. And it looks it, yes. it looked bad with Stones and Otamendi. It really did. I mean, maybe they'll, with a with a bit of a run at it, they'll bet in. Neither, you know, I'm not stupid. Neither of them are terrible defenders. But... Geez, it did not look like a coherent defensive performance at all. It's a bit of the Chelsea's without Conte and Rudiger, honestly. Like, yeah. to a lesser degree, obviously. Yeah. Because Kurt Zuma is no John Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Despite, you know, John Stones being who he is. But it, it it's shades of grey in that direction. Which is, like, genuinely where, like, they really need to sort that shit out somewhere. Yeah, I think so. Especially because they don't have any sort of leader, really, at the back. And City shouldn't seem mortal. Like, they should Nothing. seem infallible. They should seem untouchable. They just should seem like this, you know, perfect thing that coalesces on the field, destroys you, and then goes away for the week. Like, yeah. But they're not. They seem distinctly human. I'm, I'm weirdly sort of glad that the XG didn't show that this was a total fluke as well, because watching the game, it wasn't a total yeah, fluke. Yeah, and Norris deserved the credit. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And it's so... Uh, it, People whinge on about it like, oh, why don't you talk about Norwich that won the game? Because, no offence Norwich, Man City are a much bigger club and the implications of them losing is a hell of a lot more over the course of what the Premier League is about and that's winning it as opposed to a lesser team getting a Premier League scalp. It happens every single season there are big ones and, you know, City lost to Palace and then Newcastle and they're like two mm. out of three games. Or is it Palace and Leicester? Can't remember. Anyway, but but teams like that, and so it happens. But I've said before, Norwich look like a real team that know how they want to play, and I think the fact that they had so many injuries and could still do a result like that mm-hmm. yep. is a real testament to uh, Daniel Fark and what that club is about. And so I just hope that they have the sustainability because they'll 
they keep playing like that, and they and obviously it's well, it's a long season, but it's less than the championship. They haven't changed their system at all. They started playing Liverpool, surprised Liverpool. Fair enough, they still lost four one or whatever it was, but yeah, um, surprise. But balls <laughs> like you, you can't against teams like that. You can't hope to win something by sitting back. No one, no one does that apart from Burnley. It's literally that's why it's right. called doing a Burnley, right? <laughs> So they had absolutely nothing to lose. And then they've done that against Liverpool. They've done that against Chelsea. Um, and then the City result is obviously fantastic. And they're just they're going gung-ho and they're, they're disrespecting all this opposition and not giving a crap. It's fantastic to see. It's not necessarily the Norwich we thought we'd get based on previous iterations. Well, not against Man City and Liverpool. I mean, clubs generally change how they play. And there were, I mean, did it... Uh, Fark said in the press conference before, didn't he? Something like, "I haven't got a bus to park, so you know, <laughs> it, it's it's not going to happen." Yeah. And mid-table teams are going to be given a proper game by Norwich. Oh yeah, big time. And people have been saying online that like they're a one-man team, that it's all pooky, and that's a load of shit. Like they you look. Watch that game. Very and that's, good. That's definitely not true. Yeah, and, and I think that's true. been true for all of their games so far. Like genuinely. A lot of players that, like, names I'd never heard of, I'm all of a sudden like, oh, what's with that guy? He's really good. Cantwell. Wendy. Steeperman. Steeperman. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on there. So, we, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. We should try to give some credit to Norwich, at least, even if we are drawn towards the storyline of it being that City lost. But I'm, this could be a year where all three promoted clubs stay up. I've said that at the beginning of the year, and you guys were like, I don't know. I, I'm still not sure about Sheffield United, I think. I think over the course of the season, Sheffield United are going to struggle. But yeah, and they get—they've been done a couple of times by VAR. I think didn't they get a goal disallowed from VAR this week? I think quite a late. They did, one. yeah, yeah, they did. So Villa have had the same. I think it's going to be really interesting at the bottom. I mean, Brighton have um, not necessarily started as badly as uh, we might have thought they were. Yeah, and to. of course, Watford, Watford have Jesus. fired their manager because <laughs> they got that one-year itch. Um, fired a manager and then rehired a manager who they fired about four years ago. When he was doing fine. <laughs> after they got to the semi-final of the yeah. FA Cup and they were fourth at Christmas um, and then went on a bit of a losing run. They got rid of him and now they've brought him back. And Watford! <laughs> and that's a perfect place to transition to our Burnley of the Week! <laughs> All right. Arsenal holding on for a draw 2-2 with Watford. The XG had Arsenal at 0.9, so half of what they scored, and Watford at 2.1 plus a penalty, so they could have conceivably had three. So on XG, the scoreline you'd expect is 3-1, a goal in both of those directions going in Arsenal's favor. Gives them a 2-2 draw. Did you guys watch this? That was a very, very weird match. Arsenal overperforming their numbers, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thunk it? Well, Aubameyang overperforming his numbers. Aubameyang's so good. He really is. He's Imagine so if good. he was playing for City or, or or Liverpool or something. I mean, just it'd be incredible because he he manages to score those. I think sort of low xG opportunities, doesn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. And he does little front flips. He does do little front flips, doesn't he? Yeah, I enjoy the acrobatics. Yeah. Arsenal was shit though. <laughs> when we were watching this, I was we were on the couch and we were watching like I forget what show we were watching. We've been binging one on the TV, and I just had the Arsenal game on my phone, 
with like the sound turned slightly up enough so that I could hear if the announcer was like, oh, they're going to score or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I looked down. They've got the quality of American commentary. Oh, they're going to score. <laughs> they're going to score or yeah, whatever. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> they're going to do a goal. <laughs> um, and they blew for that penalty. And I looked down and I was like, oh, David Luiz, no. <laughs> Yes. Because I still feel like I have to defend him. <laughs> because I know that Arsenal fans aren't going to take a former Chelsea player and nestle them into their loving <laughs> bosom. So they're not going to give him the love he deserves. Especially because when he makes shit. bonehead mistakes. So I still feel like I have to be the one to defend him. But he does not make it easy because that was a terrible fucking penalty to give away. I still think he's a sleeper agent. He didn't concede many penalties for uh, Chelsea. He's done two for Arsenal in four games mm. or something. <laughs> he no, did not I, I concede think he probably a lot. Did. Yeah, did he, 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 did he not. caused a lot of goal conceding as well. Not fifty percent of games. Um, oh right, you're still not sure about that. Okay. Are we just talking about last season or no. yeah, lifetime lifetime stats of David Luiz? If anybody <laughs> feels like pulling at that thread, um, okay, fine. But it's not just him, though, in fairness. Like, their, no, their whole defense looks shambles. <laughs> their midfield, they have no fucking clue. Like, he has no idea who his best 11 are. No. He has, like, five midfielders that he just, I think, rolls the dice. And, like, whoever face pops up, those are the three. Like, he's no fucking clue. Other than Aubameyang is good. And Pepe was supposed to be good, but apparently has, like, a club-led foot. It's a big fucking question mark. It was a weird one as well. Like, what Ozil was, like, playing at the... Tip of a diamond. Playing Fortnite. It, it, all looked, <laughs> yeah. it all looked a bit narrow and congested in midfield. It was all very weird. I mean, Ceballos is great. And why was he... He was uh, taken off after about an hour, wasn't he? What was that decision? That just seems insane to take him on. He, he's like been the shining light, for, uh, apart from Aubameyang, for Arsenal this season. And it doesn't need... It doesn't look like he needs easing in. He reminds me of Cazorla. He does a lot of the same stuff that Cazorla used to do yeah. for them. And I would absolutely have him in the, like on the team sheet first. Maybe second after Aubameyang. If like, they were 3-0 up, fine. Take him off. Whatever. It, it was a strange move to me. I mean, they should be happy with Ceballos because he looks fantastic. But yeah, management seems a bit iffy at the minute. And they were fully penned in their own box for the entirety of that second half against Watford. Like They, they were genuinely lucky to get out of there with just a 2-2 draw. And you could see in the body language, like, they they were just walking around. They all looked like Ozil, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's early days, you know, we talk about the table and stuff, but I think it's far enough in that at least you take, with a heap of salt, some credence to these numbers. And Arsenal are 13th for expected points so far. And, I mean, the top five are City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Tottenham. So, like, it is starting to get far enough into the season that the numbers start to sort of converge towards... Not quite the truth, but what you would expect. And yeah. Arsenal are way the fuck down there. Are they below Palace? They're below Wolves, who are off to... Wait, a... but Wolves are like 19th. Yeah, I know. I'm saying unexpected so they're Yeah, that's what I mean. Expected... Wow. Wow. Poor Wolves as well. But that's the Europa League. Yeah, it is. They've played a lot of games already, yeah. A lot of competitive games that they've done very well in. It just kind of trickles into the season and it'll get past Christmas and then they'll get a bit of a surge. Are we done talking about Arsenal? Yeah. <laughs> Good. We could be done talking about football, honestly. I'm exhausted. I'm like, why aren't we talking about carbs and cheese? Uh, any other? What else? What other football was there? Uh... Bournemouth-Everton. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bournemouth win. 
Yeah, they did. I mean, you could yeah. have you could have told me any scoreline on this game, and I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> you know what? That's I think that's a perfect summation yeah. of that fixture. Yeah. If you're an Everton fan, you've got to watch that and be slightly worried about the amount of money that was spent, and that that team does not like a team losing to Bournemouth. Uh, does not look like it's going to be challenging top six. And if you've spent 115 million quid over the summer and you're already Everton, you would expect to be able to push on and it doesn't look like it yet. And this is the year to be pushing for top six. Yeah, it really is. We are yeah, we are all there for the taking. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm beginning to think I put Everton and Leicester the wrong way around in my predictor league. I put Everton as sixth and I think I put Leicester as about ninth. And now it's looking like... That might even be generous to say ninth. And Leicester have been really good. Brendan Rodgers has done really well. We kind of blew past that, actually, didn't we, talking about Man United. See, that's just what happens. It just it just conditions me into such a state of malaise that <laughs> I don't want anything else. But Leicester have been great. And we never talked about that Jamie Vardy goal, the lob, when the ball flies over, Jamie Vardy does a deft touch, like 30-yard lob. Stands in front of the Sheffield United fans because he's an ex-Sheffield Wednesday guy. Uh, Dave Matteo was furious about that. Um, I've lost um, track of which one is the truth at this point. <laughs> exactly. I know he truth? loves one Sheffield team and he hates the other, but we've made so many jokes that I don't know which one is which. Oh, poor old Dave. Speaking of predictor league there, Chuck, how, are we, how are we doing? Oh, someone's very excited to hear about how they're doing, aren't they? I- think I'm probably doing pretty good. Yeah, I think you probably overestimate yourself. Because uh, (laughs) I think that the last time we did the Predictor League, because I've missed two fixtures I updated for today. Okay. And so I think last time I read it out, I hadn't updated it properly, Oscar, when (laughs) you were top. Oh, okay. Um, Because now out of 18 people, you are 14th. Wow. That is a fall from grace. 13th place, Ian Stimson. Natural order resumed. 12th place, Finley Stimson. Go on, Finn. Little Stimson power section there. I don't know. Mid-table power trip. Um, Chuck's in fifth. Wow. Yeah. 56 points. And top three is Dave Mateo, Johnny OG, reigning champ. from Johnny OG again. Reigning champ is in joint first with Momo FPL. Why can't you just go back to running the numbers incorrectly and I can be in first place again? <laughs> yeah. That's more admin to work out numbers. It's easier for me to do the right numbers than it is to do the wrong numbers. Yet still you did it. And it's not that it's the wrong numbers. It's just that I'd only updated for three game weeks and four had been played. Yeah. Gotcha. Maybe. I don't know. International break fries my brain and it hurts, but I'm beating both of you, so suck it. And you're, you're quite a ways behind in... Uh... FPL, so it's it's the backwards of the table. Are we going to do FPL? We could do FPL. Oh, did I tell you guys the fish came back? Oh, right, okay. Really? Way more important. Koi Carp update. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night was... No, Wednesday night, sorry, was taken out of the bins. Thursday bins get collected um, <laughs> around here. Uh, walking back in. Barefoot, dark oh. area. Yeah, there was a fish oh. on the pavement. Same fish was back. It did not make it back to the pond. No, that's yes. a shame. 
Uh, did you speak to the owner or did you just boot the fish into the gutter? Yeah, I just threw it into the garden. <laughs> the foxes have it now. Wow, it's a circle of life. It's off to a better place. Those pedo people are going to be after us now. What pedo people? No, what? no you missed it. <laughs> you missed Why it? are pedo? Don't encourage pedos. Yeah, the anim- the ones that love the animals. You know, the vegetarians. That's, like... no. that's bestiality, isn't no. it? Not they don't pedos. wear fur. Pedos. 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 Yeah, right. Pe- I mean, like, if they bird. weren't going to be after us, they are now. Because Chuck's accusing them all of being pedos. That's what they are. That's their name. They probably are pedos. Ethical treatment of animals, people. Yeah, they're the ones that chose to be named that. How old are the animals? (laughs) Good point. Good point. All under 18, I'm sure. They say they love animals. Well, do they love animals? (laughs) And are we counting in dog years or? Uh. Cat years. (laughs) Leap years. Koi years. Dog years. get grim? But no, I don't think so, because it was just a koi cup. And I warned the guy and said, look, put a net over the pond. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got no sympathy for this. Yeah, came back three days in a row. My cat had wet paws. I was like, well, now I know where his other three fish went. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got no sympathy for this guy at all. Next time it'll be a thumb. You should warn him. Yeah. (laughs) So no more walking across the cul-de-sac with a Tupperware for this chump. Oh, do do you think it was the same fish or a different one? I think so. You think it was the same one? Yeah, because when he put that one back in his pond, he only had one other, and it was like bright orange, and this one was kind of white. Yeah, what a shame, what a shame. Should we talk FPL? Should we talk our team, the podcast team? I don't want to talk about mine. Hey, you're ahead of the podcast team as of right now. Am I? Yeah, you're up. By, you're ahead by five points. Uh, okay. Oh, well. so you caught up Although, to that? At no, least. hang on, though. That won't that won't be true once um, Pulisic gets. Uh, substituted for our podcast team, which also had Pookie on the bench. Wait, hang on. Did we put Pookie on the bench in the podcast? Yeah, because I was in charge, so I did oh, fucking stupid things. Fucking nugget, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you brought in Daniel James. You put Pookie on the bench. Yeah. At least yeah. you put Van Arnholt on the bench, like a sensible person. Yes, I did person. put Van Arnholt on the bench. Actually, Thank I you played very much Dior. for his minus two. Yes. So yeah, I mean, our FPL team as a podcast is. It, it it does look like it's sort of on the edge of a wild card, to be honest. What is what is the team? Hang on. What is the team? I mean, so this this week we've still got Fabianski and Diop to play because we're recording on Sunday, so oh, the good. Villa West Ham game hasn't happened yet. So if uh, West Ham football, <laughs> if uh, West Ham keep a clean sheet, we're laughing because at the minute we're on twenty one points, but we have that got. Is- yeah, less than good. Yeah, but we've got Pookie's twelve coming off the bench. Um, we've got, as I say, Diop and uh, Fabianski to play. Uh, we've got Alexander Arnold, Dean, Madison, Sterling, De Bruyne, James King, Moise Keane, forever. And I mean, there's nothing... I can think of like at least four or five transfers I would make. Yeah, but are they desperate enough to need a wild card? That's all. I vote for wild card. How are we still not on the mountain and Tammy train? Yeah, fair point. F- fucking amazing value. And one of our hosts is a Chelsea fan. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Shall we post a picture of the team and a wild card yes no poll? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I, I vote wild card. Yeah, and don't don't do another bloody tie, you pricks. <laughs> I want it Brexit. I want it fifty two forty eight. No, I want an actual bloody bollocks vote. Like it's just every time it's like, oh, this is a tie. <laughs> Or everyone votes for Sterling as captain. No, you, if we do a wildcard poll, 
it will be yes, because everyone just yeah. wants to see... Everybody loves a wild card. And yeah. then get no one over 10 million. What? Well, because I want some different captain choices. I don't so want we to pick... put stupid rules on it. I yeah. would say Salah or Sterling has to stay one of the two. Jamie Vardy. But fuck KDB. We could go to Sun for 9.5. Mm. All right, we'll, we'll do the wildcard poll, which will definitely come out yes, and then we'll give ourselves a shitload of admin to do the wildcard team. Yeah, and yeah. get rid of Daniel James. Yeah. Come on. Yes. One uh, week. What? Yeah, one no. week. One week was enough. No, see you later. <laughs> see you later, smelly face. Bye, Felicia. Your brill cream head. Actually, that's Cantwell, isn't it? He looks like he's got yeah, he's like got... Lego 50s head. Yeah. So, uh, Stimmers, do we got any listener stuff this week? It's been a while since we had some listener stuff. Yeah, we, we got, do. Have we had any listeners? We had a little, Oh, I don't know. I don't tend to look at the numbers anymore. Uh, Fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with the numbers. I'm all about Are we still numbers. big in Barbados? 17th in Barbados, 17th, still higher than inexplicably Football Ramble and uh, Totally Football Show. We're going to hijack their live tour. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. We could actually, because we're going, aren't we, Ian? Oh yeah, me and you are going to see Football Ram- Ramble live, yeah. Yep. Oh, I thought you were going to Barbados, I was like, shit! <laughs> could have said something. No, we're going to Football Ramble live, uh, mostly so as I can write it off as a tax expense, but yeah. Is that in Barbados? No, Shepherd's Bush Empire. Close enough. <laughs> That's west a bit. Yeah. <laughs> west London. Yeah. West Indies. No, we've had we've had a question. Dave Matteo never lets us down. Uh, what is a TV show you don't think enough people know about? Ian, do you have any tales to tell us from like the early days of TV that maybe the youths now have it's forgotten about? It's hard not to know about those TV shows because when there was only one channel, you kind of... Mm knew everything that was going to be on. Yeah, although there's no one left alive that would remember them, so that's why I'm asking our resident historian. Ah, I see. Octogenarian? One of those two. Octogenarian. You know what octogenarian means? 80-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like the terms historian and octogenarian were interchangeable. That was all. Yeah, you know, from a certain perspective. Okay, right. I mean, I'm 35. It's offensive. It's just <laughs> offensive. <laughs> I remember when Channel 5 was launched. Do you remember that, Chuck? Yeah, I remember that. You must have been Wasn't very just young. all, like, tits? Yeah. And yeah. smut. That was all it was, wasn't it? Well, yeah, late, late at night there would definitely usually be a uh, film involving, what was her name? Shannon Tweed or something. I think it's Gene Simmons' wife. And it would always be like some softcore pornography. And uh, I mean, this was before like I had Sky in my room or anything like that. So I had sort of like a dodgy aerial, iffy sort of occasionally black and white connection. Softcore pornography. Away we go. The way you go. Beat sneaking downstairs for the 10 minute preview on Babe Station. Still did that and all. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, oh. remember masturbating before the internet? I do remember that. Yeah. Awful, awful. It time. was a struggle. It was yeah. really a struggle. You had to rely on some someone having a video and then passing it round, and oh, awful. Oh. Time. And then the sad realization of knowing that multiple of your friends have seen this. Yeah, yeah that's really gross, man. Yeah, it's grim. <laughs> it's absolutely grim. A VHS that yeah just gets passed around. Mm. Jesus, don't know how good you've got it with the internet. Yeah, you young people with your music. <laughs> yeah. 
So Ian's TV show is old school porn. Okay. <laughs> oh, Red Shoe Diaries with David Duchovny. Does anyone remember that? Which one? No. Red Shoe Diaries. That was like really not even softcore porn. Like just for someone who later then came out as a sex addict, it's quite funny looking back on it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was some that was some uh, interesting material. Anything's good when you're like 14, isn't it? David Duchovny, among other things. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and save you here from the hole you continue to dig deeper and deeper. Like, yeah, you do that a lot. But you just you just stay quiet and let me carry on. As if you don't do the same thing for the whole first hour of the show with me and Chuck. Yeah, it's because your professionalism won't allow you to leave dead air. That is true. Dead air is a crime. <laughs> I, I, can, I can live in it. I can bathe in it, the awkwardness and my void of negativity. Well, the show I've been watching right now, um, that I guess we were somehow like 10 fucking years late to this party, but we just missed it and now we found it again, is um, Community. It was the show that Dan Harmon did before Rick and Morty, and also where the Russo brothers got their start, so the Marvel director guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never watched that as well. I've yeah, everyone that. had always told me it was funny back in like 09 or whenever it was on. Um, but we just, like, we were gonna watch Rick and Morty again, because season four is coming soon. And we were like, no, why don't we try watching that other thing that Dan Harmon did? And got fired from. Did he get fired from that? I think he got fired from it. I think he's quite aggrieved in some way. I don't know, it was a very complicated thing that I don't know too much about, because, yeah, I've never seen it. But it's always got really good reviews, and like you said, like, some of the Marvel directors came from it. Yeah. So they must know what they're doing with making shit. Well, we're, we started like a week ago, and we're up to season four already, so... <laughs> That sounds about right for you. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those shows that you just put on in the background and like the 25 minute episodes and you don't have to like really follow the story that much, but it's funny and reasonably intelligent. So if anyone else also missed the boat on that show, along with me, look it up. It's good. So it's a comedy, right? Yeah, it's a comedy. And you can really see hints of like what Rick and Morty was going to be. Like there's like, um, later on they start getting into like a dark timeline and an alternate universe and alternate versions of themselves. Nominally, it's just about, like, these six, like, wacky individuals who go to a community college. But, like, it does get pretty meta pretty quickly, the way you would expect the writer of Rick and Morty to do with his show. And there's a ton of references and stuff. Like, they'll do an episode that's just an obvious tribute to Law and Order. Or they did one that was a tribute to, like, Die Hard. So it's cool stuff like that. I don't know. I like it a lot. I mean, how many series are there? I believe six. Okay. The first three are like really long. It's back when TV seasons were 24 episodes, 23, yeah. 24 episodes. And then the last three are like 13. So that's when it, you know, kind of switched over. I, I started watching this series again and Oscar, you'll enjoy this because um, I haven't watched it for years because I kind of got sick of it and now I've got really back into it. Um, and I've watched a season and a half in a week of The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> I really like it. I like zombies. Uh, there's southern people. There's exploding heads. And you can just put it on and it's just a thing that's going on. And now sometimes when my daughter's in the room watching it, she's 11 months old. I don't know. Judge. Yeah. What, now, what age does it? Yeah. What age does it become where you have to stop doing that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because now she walks around going. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> She just probably has some cat hair stuck in her throat, though. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's a carp. I don't know. I don't know where the other ones went. The child will eat anything off the floor and the cat will kill anything and bring it in. So, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I thought that would that would you'd enjoy that, Oscar, because you really like Walking Dead, don't you? I did a long time ago, the first like one third of season one that was good, and then I continued to watch it in the hopes that it would reach that height again. Wasn't season one like seven episodes? I don't even know. Like, it really wasn't sure. even all of season one that was good. And then I would say I quit like in 2015, and I was so happy. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. <laughs> Although I heard this last season was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I've, I've heard that as well, and... I don't know. It was just it was something to start watching because I started work, working my way through Amazon Prime, and so what's come up and something I really enjoyed recently, and that you would have watched as well, was The Boys. I definitely oh, recommend watching The Boys so to good. anyone. It's obviously at the minute it's it's hard because superhero is like everywhere. So to see another TV show about superheroes is a bit, you know, you're worried if it's going to be a bit bland. But it's just from this world where they're just seen as commodities and kind of political entities and entities and brands. Okay. And so it's all the subterfuge and, and behind the scenes of the fact that being a superhero isn't about going out and saving people whatsoever. It's about making this appearance and these kind of backroom deals and trying to get them. Ah, and it's, it's great. And it's also about having very sexy gill slits along the sides of your body. Gill fingering. Um, yep. Exploding heads with lasers. Um, Elizabeth Shue breastfeeding a man. Um, all kinds. Um, well, just when I come to cut this, because uh, I don't like letting through things I don't understand. Uh, gill fingering? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's you know an gills? Aquaman. You know, you know gills? what gills like, are? Fish like gills. What a fish, like what fish has. Fish, yeah, yeah. gills. Yeah. I mean, well, I assumed so, it couldn't possibly mean that, but yeah. And you know what a finger is? I do. <laughs> All right, interesting. Maybe, that, maybe yeah. like a little, a little extra one in the back. Yeah. Oh. Maybe this way. Maybe two. Maybe one there. Maybe this bit. Maybe go for a spocker. Um, oh, who dear. knows? Uh, yeah, that. But in gills. We must never do a video podcast. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Okay, I'll let gill fingering through. I just wanted to make sure it was what it. Sounded like it was. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, yep. exactly that. Don't need any sort of education to understand. It is fingers in gills. Splendid. So watch The Boys, available on Amazon Prime <laughs> now. Yeah. Available on Amazon Prime. And I didn't realise it was a comic book. Um, yep, really so they, good they've book. They've got plenty more coming up. And it's it's really good. It's got um, Carl Urban in it. Um, he's great. He was fucking Aomir in Lord of the Rings. Yep. Uh, and he was in that Doom film that no one likes, but I really like. It's so good. It's so... Thank you. It's so good. There's it's a got film the of Doom. There's a film of Doom, yeah. It had The Rock in it and... It had uh, The Rock um, in it. Yeah, it had The Rock. It had Carl Urban. It had that short English actor who is in loads of stuff who I can never remember what his Rowan name Atkinson. is. Jamie Bell, I believe. Say, it's definitely not Ian's suggestion. What did you say, Oscar? <laughs> Wasn't it Jamie Bell? Little Billy Elliot? He was in the werewolf dog soldiers. He was in dog soldiers, I think. No, yes, maybe. I don't know. But Doom was great because it was just kind of based on the video game. And then there's a bit in it where Carl Urban goes like, I don't even know what happens really. And it goes first person for like oh, six minutes. Brilliant. And just like the game, it's going Love around it. and changes weapons. It's, oh, it's amazing. Oh, they find that. I just realized we were talking about different movies. I have not seen that, and I do not endorse that view whatsoever, <laughs> because it does not sound good. Oh, so you're happy to endorse gill fingering, but anything else? Oh, gill fingering I'm all about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Carl Urban is also the one in the 
Judge Dredd remake that no one has seen that is much better than anyone gives it credit for. No one's seen Judge Dredd remake, because the Judge Dredd remake is a rip-off of The Raid. Yes, yeah, but it was really good. And Attack the Block or whatever it is, I don't know. Um, why did you get confused between Judge Dredd and Doom? Dredd and Doom, kind of similar. Carl Urban, underrated, nerdy-ish, tangentially nerdy movies from around the same time era. Yeah, I mean, like, eight years apart, but sure. Yeah. I'm so upset, I thought I found someone that liked Doom. I mean, it's it's a fundamentally a bad film, but it's great, I love it. Bad but good, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Watch The Boys, watch Community, and um, watch softcore porn from the late well, 90s, no, early 2000s. Saying, oh, that <laughs> wasn't Red my Shoe choice. Diaries? Is that what Red it was? Shoe right? Red Shoe Diaries. Red Shoe Diaries and Shannon Tweed. He had that ready to go. <laughs> he did. And he He's was like, ready yes, to go. finally, someone asking me about the Red Shoe Diaries. I've been waiting for this moment. Have I not directed you towards my Red Shoe Diary fan podcast? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a rewatch. The shoes are off. <laughs> strapless grim um strap on uh what's gone any and what's your actual answer a tv I don't know. show i haven't got i haven't necessarily got watch. one i mean red shoe diaries shannon tweet uh i feel like i should go old obviously uh when i was a kid like when we i got back from school i always used to watch like uh quantum leap and star trek voyager they were my sort quantum of leap. oh what was the guy's name was it scott bayo yeah yeah. Quantum leap, and he would leap into people's bodies. Yeah, so each episode he would leap into like someone else's body from history, and it would immediately be in a horrible situation, and would say, "Oh boy!" And then the sort of end credits would roll, and that would be the start of the next one. So a knockoff Doctor Who? Uh, no, because it was more. Sort of. It was more uh, a single concept than Doctor Who. Sort of Doctor Who's all over yeah. the place, but Quantum Leap was. A guy had done an experiment, like a time travel experiment, and it had gone wrong, and he would leap from body to body of historical, not 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 necessarily historical figures, just people from the past, and he would have to fix something in their life, and then right. he would leap onto the next person. Each, so, each time, hoping that the next leap was the leap home. Oh. So does that mean he wasn't actually in the show? No, he was, but yeah, that was the thing. Was like no so as a character. viewer, you saw him as him, but when he looked in a mirror, he was like who he is in the he was in their body sort of thing. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I got a I got a follow-up question then just cuz I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a show from like your childhood animated show that you think like the youths of today? Let's so like Adam, right? He's like 17 or however fucking old he is. What's <laughs> yeah. a show that like you would recommend? From our era so, or your era hang on. of childhood. What's a childhood show I would recommend for Adam to watch? Is this what the question like, is? So, like, okay, let me answer my version so then. Ian's an octogenarian and Adam's all of a sudden a toddler. <laughs> yeah, pretty your much. Your assessment yeah. of time, time frames is wildly disproportionate. Uh, Thundercats. Oh, Thundercats is great, yeah. Like, fucking Thundercats. I doubt that he knows much of, if anything, about Thundercats because that was, like, definitively ahead of his time. I like worry about watching stuff like that though, and whether it will still have its appeal. Because like in my head, there was when I was a kid, I watched uh, an animated show called Dungeons and Dragons, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And then I pulled episode one the other day, so Finley could watch it. Fucking terrible, really <laughs> awful. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that don't age well. Yeah, it's like, and it never finished. Apparently, they you never found out if they got home. It got cancelled before the last episode. It's just tragic. Well, it's like Thundercats, man. They got to new Thundera. And it was like, nope. I don't remember enough of Thundercats. I remember enjoying it, but... 
Ah, but you remember Chitara though. There was meant to be a film like a few years ago that got they were going to bring it completely back. Really? And it had like a really big cast. Like I'm pretty sure like Ian McKellen was going to be in it, Alfred Molina, like maybe it just turned into that Cats film that just got made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we could just tweak this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we could just make it about, you know, if we don't have the money for the special effects, just do Cats, not Thundercats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we ran out of money. We ain't got any thunder. Uh, no thunder. No letters. <laughs> Damn it. But there's no show you think would hold up? There's nothing like, like so, okay, so Dungeons & Dragons didn't work, but what else do you want to, like, share with your boy as he enters old enough age to appreciate art along the lines of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Thundercats? Like X-Men, the original animated series. And there was one of the many Spider-Man cartoons I used to watch. The 90s animated one is real good. Yeah. Yeah, see, I watched, I watched Teenage Mutant hero turtles as they were over here i did i i was mad on that when i was a kid yeah but, i can't oh, remember if it was hero or ninja but it was hero was over here no but oh, they changed the time, it. at some point they changed it yeah why not ninja because ninja was too violent too violent they didn't have the same weapons ah well like they couldn't use nunchucks and stuff really um yeah nunchucks were like, oh, i thought the name was this... the only change there were other changes weren't there? no no there were other changes because nunchucks were i don't know it was seen as like some Foreign so what was Michelangelo's weapon. weapons over there? They just didn't use weapons. Really? None of them had weapons? I can't. Surely not. No nunchucks. No nunchucks in Hero Turtles. I... Fact. And what's weird is that nunchucks are the only one that aren't a weapon by natural creation. They're like a rice flail kind of thing that just gets reappropriated, whereas the other ones were like daggers and a bow staff. And, uh, yeah... So did they eventually get their weapons? I'm very upset to learn that they like... Total power. Yeah, when Vanilla Ice came in. And Vanilla Ice, that was, I think, the soundtrack to that film was the first album I was ever bought with Ninja Rap. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I remember it. I remember it well. Go Ninja, go Ninja. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Is that the same one as like T-U-R-T-L-E Power? Was that the same one? Yes. Yes. Was that... Think so, yeah. Oscar saying mm-hmm. yes. With yes. Bebop and Rocksteady. Okay. Good times. I suppose actually Power Rangers, the original series. Yeah. Like that that is something I um because that's all on Netflix and stuff. And I Oh, watched, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The original uh, they I don't know this, if it is over here. They did this horrendous thing where they redid the original and started putting like you know, like the 50s, 60s Batman stuff where it comes up on the screen saying like pow no. they put all that stuff on it oh. really? it's, oh, it's oh, disgusting the one I watched, it was all there's like... two no there's two you oh, can watch okay. it as it was and then right. this remaster or read ah because okay. yeah I tried to watch it right. it was well I've met the green slash white ranger on multiple occasions at comic cons me too it's <laughs> he's not cool at all <laughs> I have the phone number of the Red Ranger, Steve Cardenas. He texted me like a month ago. It was really weird. He's a really nice guy. Do you know him through your like Twix circles, like that high society? Yes. I, we know each other through old chocolate. Old <laughs> chocolate uh, is how we know each other. <laughs> but Power Rangers, like, I watched that some of that with Finn, and that was still, I mean, it, it was shit at the time, but, you know, good shit. Oh, it was amazing. I've still got all the toys. Now, could, did you have the full Zord? Uh, uh, yes. 
about seven generations <laughs> Who the worth. fuck do you think you're talking to? Thank you very much. Uh, about four years ago, we went through all the stuff I have in my parents' loft. So I have boxes of, well, I have bin bags of T.Y. Beanie Babies. Uh, good job we kept them because the arse fell out of that market. Um, it will come back around. Uh, never. Um, <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. I've got loads of the original like die-cast uh, metal ones. Nice. Um, Thomas. Used to love Thomas, actually, yeah. I bloody love it. Uh, yeah. Ninja Turtles and Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, yes. that was a great show. That was a great yeah, no show. No one knows that show over here. It's so underrated. Oh, really? That's a great yeah. show. Oh, really? I well, I could was... be completely wrong, but like, whenever I try to bring it up to people, they're like, Biker what from what? Vinny Mordo. I don't remember and... it at all, but I remember enjoying it. I remember having all the toys. Those were cool motorcycle toys. You could throw them real hard and they wouldn't break. Yeah, they were sick. <laughs> and a family friend of ours made like a garage for us, like out of plywood. And so oh, I used that's to be able so to play cool. That. that was fucking sick. Um, but to get to the original point, I also have like all my Power Rangers toys. And so we took everything down and I still knew which Zords went with which and how to put them all together and stuff. And it filled me with great joy. Thunderbirds as well. I'd love to watch them again, actually, like the original puppet ones and see if they hold up. Yeah. Uh, it always freaked me out, but I have a problem with puppets. So. Dear. Well, yeah. it's like that new Dark Crystal show. I oh, like yeah. want to get into it, and I heard yeah. it's amazing, but I can't get past the puppets, man. They creep me out. Yeah, you know, Finley, I, I, said to, I said to Finn, there's something on Netflix that's been like well-reviewed and stuff. You should have a look. He got 20 minutes through it, and it's just like, I can't get into it. Yeah. Mm. But that's not for me. that kind of thing is relying too much on the the original and it's right. It'll be more, so my sister got really excited about it. So my sister's the one who invented four, Twix. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, she's forty three, and so when she was young, is like Dark Crystal right. came out, and so for her, it's like oh, this is back. So they did like an exhibition in London about it. Uh, so she took like my niece, and now because of that, she's into it. So that's kind of what it seems to be appealing. Um, because she really loved like Labyrinth as well and Dark Crystal, so mm. it kind of makes sense. But yeah, it's just a bit weird. But I don't know. I'll probably start. I'll probably start watching it. And you've got to appreciate like the amount of work because all those dolls and stuff are all made by hand. Yeah. Like it's yeah, cool. and it looks beautiful. It like genuinely does. I wish I could appreciate it more, but it just like really was aggressively not for me. Mm. And I don't have that connection to the original material because I guess like I just missed that cutoff. Yeah, maybe it's a nostalgia fest. Um, next week's fixtures football I, football podcast. I do forget yeah. we're a football podcast sometimes. It's so easy to forget when. And do I don't want to talk about next week's fixtures. So do you want to just talk about gill fingering or? <laughs> yeah, next week on gill fingering. Next thing, you know, gill fingering with Oscar. Oscar plenty, gills of plenty. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Trademark. There you go. Uh, so yeah, so we've got the. Boring South Coast shit fest of Southampton versus Bournemouth on Friday. Obviously, we have mentioned before, we have Aston Villa West Ham tomorrow, but um, well done to the team in Claret and Blue that won. Or well um, then on Saturday, Leicester Spurs, Burnley, Norwich, Everton, Sheffield, Man City, Watford. God, if they lose that. <laughs> Not at home. They Not won't. At home. Not There's to no Watford way. as well. Who knows? New manager, old manager bounce. Um, <laughs> Newcastle versus Brighton. Then on Super Sunday, Palace Wolves, West Ham, Man United, Arsenal, Aston Villa. And, ooh, Chelsea got Liverpool. 
Mm-hmm. That's why you don't want to talk about fixtures, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna score a lot of goals. They're gonna score a lot of goals. That could be a five five. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'm feeling good because we took it to them in the Super Cup. All right, there you go. A complete 180. So Oscar's feeling good. Um, <laughs> Wolves are 19th in the league, haven't won yet. Uh, Palace are playing at home, so 3-0 Wolves. Um, <laughs> Come on. Have some positivity. I am positive that <laughs> Wolves will win. <laughs> and uh, Sheffield United are going to beat Everton. That's going to be great. Who do Peterborough have this week, Ian? Uh, Tranmere Rovers away. Tranmere, sh- tr- fucking Tranmere. Tranmere. It's all glamour down in League One, mate. It's all glamour. But Tranmere. Yeah, Tranmere Rovers. Just sounds like it would be a shithole, doesn't it? Liverpool way, I think. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I just want to keep this keep this going. I mean, we've somehow managed to get ourselves sort of back up to, I don't know, seventh place or something, which is. That's pretty good, considering you lost quite a few and you were about to throw yourself off the asbestos bridge. <laughs> that's <laughs> not even a metaphor. That's literally what I was going to do. Yeah, it is literally. Yeah. Um, so there we go. There you have it. There are the fixtures. Uh, Crystal Palace, Wolves. Yay. Chelsea, Liverpool. Yay. <laughs> Peter Tranmere. Come on, the the peas. The Peterboroughs. Um, Thanks, mate. Cool about that. Yeah, no problem. Um, you're welcome. Thank you very much for listening, guys, through all the telly chat and somewhat of football, I guess. We'll probably just change it next week and go back to food. Um, go back and listen to that one as well. We're really proud of it, you bastards. Um, take care. Thank you very much and goodbye. <laughs>